0: As we prepare to hear the message, let's say together a prayer as we read from the word. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Our scripture readings from Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 to 4 and 8 to 11. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and release to the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They'll be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, to display His glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins, they shall rise up from former devastations, they shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. For I, the Lord, love justice, I hate robbery and wrongdoing, I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations, and their offspring among the people. All who see them shall acknowledge they are the people whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord, my whole being shall exalt in my God. For he has clothed me in garments of salvation, he has covered me in a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with garland, and a bride anorns herself with jewels. For the earth brings forth its shoots, and the garden causes what is sown into it to spring up. So Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Good morning, Skyview. My goodness, weren't those videos just great? (laughs) There's no other word to describe everything that I've seen so far this morning. Um, Before I start my sermon... I have an activity that I want everyone to participate in so you uh, should have gotten this in the newsletter there's also a link below the YouTube video and it is on our website but this is a little activity I'd like um, for all of us to participate in while I'm preaching so I'm giving you permission to do something else in the same chance that I'm preaching so What we're going to do is, there's instructions on it, but I'll just uh, very quickly run through it. I want you to list, and you need some colored pencils, crayons, something that's colorful, to list what brings you joy. I think uh, the kids in Kids Minute said some really great things that we can use as well. But what brings you joy, and each item needs to be in a different color. Then once you are done thinking about what brings you joy, I want you to use the colors associated with that and to color your person, all right? And I'll give you an example because I did this already. This is mine, and let me just say I love scribbles. I love scribbled drawings, so there's no excuse. You can't say, oh, I don't do art because I'm no good at it. Um, Some of my favorite drawings are from my nieces and nephews and they're just little scribbles on a piece of paper and I hang them up proudly. So, what I did here was just as an an example, I put the colors of my joy, the things that bring me joy, around the person, depending upon where it felt. So, for example, uh, I put nature around my shoulders because it kind of is a stress reliever to me. Um, I put faith and Fabian near my heart uh, because those things bring me joy around my heart. So just as an example for you, and have fun with it. Um, I want you guys to have fun with this. And like I said, uh, you know, don't don't be a, a Scrooge during the season and say, oh, I don't do art. I'm no good at that. I think sometimes we use that as, a, as an excuse uh, with our faith as well. Sometimes we don't want to express our faith or lead a small group or a Bible study because we don't think we're very good at it. We don't think we have enough education or training for it. But let me just remind us all that God is the one that gives us the knowledge and wisdom and guidance. So joy. This is a tough week to preach about joy. I'm missing all of you here right now, I got to say. Joy is often associated with happiness, as we have heard before, and especially this time of year, where we listen to Christmas carols and we see lights everywhere. But let's get real. Many of us aren't really feeling very jolly right now, are we? With the new restrictions and things going on around the world, it just doesn't feel like a very happy time of year like it usually does. And in fact, joy seems a bit unattainable in the current circumstances. And even people who are feeling joyful are finding it hard to stay that way because so many aren't. And though it may not seem great to feel this way, we can at least take these feelings and relate them to Isaiah 61, our scripture reading. You see, the people of God back then, they were feeling similar thoughts of hopelessness and despair, grief, and joylessness. Jerusalem was in ruins, and they wondered where their hope and peace went, and they thought that they would never feel joyful again. Does this sound familiar? And yet, during this time of pain and sorrow, the prophet Isaiah preached not only about hope and peace, but about joy. That's pretty bold of him. You see, he preached that there was good news that this pain, this sorrow, this grief, this despair will not last and one day will be replaced with unspeakable joy. And this is good news. This is good news for everyone. When verse two says a year of the Lord's favor, this is actually referencing a year of jubilee. And we need to read Leviticus 25, which I won't, but I really invite you to later today or this week, because it describes the year of Jubilee. And basically what it describes is that these things will happen. We have good news. Healing will come in the year. The land is allowed to rest and rejuvenate. Liberty, freedom, debts are wiped away for everyone. Release. Land is returned to its original owners. Slaves and prisoners are set free, and comfort and rest. The year of Jubilee was about a new beginning. And what many people saw as despair, which was a beloved city in ruins, God saw as an opportunity for a new beginning, a new life. So let me ask where are the ruins? in our lives. What is stealing our joy? Is this pandemic something that causes us despair? Or do we see, as God sees, an opportunity for a new beginning, for new life? Last week I spoke on salvation and how it relates to God's timing And here in Isaiah 61, salvation is seen as both a restored city and an abundant garden. And we as children of God are invited into the salvation. We're invited to participate in God's work of healing, hope, and joy. This scripture implies that we will participate in right actions, living out God's justice here on earth. And verse 4 uses the word they several times, meaning that we are part of this restoration work. We are invited to participate in living saved lives among a world not yet fully redeemed, along a city not yet fully restored, and among a garden not yet abundant. In the message translation, it reads messages of joy instead of news of doom, a praising heart instead of a languid spirit. Rename them oaks of righteousness planted by God to display his glory. They'll rebuild the old ruins, raise a new city out of the wreckage, and they'll start over on the ruined cities, take the rubble left behind and make it new. I don't know about you, but I think 2020 has left a lot of wreckage. So the question is then, can we rebuild the old ruins and raise something new from this year into the next? Are we able to do this? We are God's people, and we should exist for the sake of bringing jubilee, for bringing joy to the oppressed, the brokenhearted, the imprisoned, the mournful. This is how we shall be seen as a people set apart, not by our building and not by the funds that we hold in the bank or the things that we reframe ourselves from. No. We will be seen as different and living differently because we will bring good news and joy, even in times that are bleak, even in moments where we ourselves struggle to find that joy. Our testimony is that even through the darkness and despair and uncertainty, We hold on to and share this good news because it truly is something to be joyful about. We are called to live as a jubilee community. To be missional actually is to live as people of good news, as people of liberation, of justice, of comfort, in such a way that people notice and are drawn to God because of it. So long as we are known as judgmental, as we are known as excluding, or as we fight amongst ourselves, we will never be missional. We will never be a jubilee community. You see, Jesus came to usher in a jubilee celebration. He proclaimed in Luke 4 that he was the one to bring God's transformation to a broken world. And this is something to be joyful for. But some of us may still be thinking, where is God's transformation today? Where is the hope and restoration to our current circumstances? Well, this is where we need to identify what is stealing our joy. What brings you joy? And what is taking it away? What is taking it away? Release it to God. Don't be captive any longer to whatever is stealing your joy away. You know, another way of asking this is, what do I need to do in order, or how do I change To allow God's transformation to take place in me and in the world. What needs to change? And you know, there's so much more to this year of Jubilee, to living as a Jubilee community. Because when it references liberty, it's not just about one person's freedom. It's actually about a socioeconomic reconfiguration of our communities. The year of jubilee changed the entire system. Prisoners were set free. Land was returned. Debts forgiven completely. The purpose of liberty in a year of jubilee was a reset of the entire economic system. It was a year of grace. It was a year of hope. And tons and tons of joy for everyone. This means that God promises systematic transformation as well as individual restoration. How can we then, as a church, as a part of this community, be a part of this change? How do we live lives contributing to this change? Today can seem like a time of disappointment, disillusionment, division. These are our ruins. Look at them. Look at the ruins. Look at the ruins in our lives, and see the opportunity to rebuild, to start fresh, to have a new beginning. You see, joy is not about circumstances, but about the hope of what God is going to do. Let me say that again. Joy is not about circumstances, but about the hope of what God is going to do. This doesn't mean that God caused the hardship. Don't misinterpret my words. This doesn't mean that God caused our circumstances. It means that God will take the worst situations and bring something good from it. As resurrection people, we believe that God will ultimately take the worst parts of our experiences. He will even take death and transform them into life. Verses 1 through 4 in Isaiah 61 are a pronouncement of this good news. And verses 8 through 11 are a response of joy. It's how we respond to the good news. We are called to work together with God in this jubilee by bringing good news instead of bad. And joy instead of mourning. You see, we are called to be joy bringers in the world. We are called to bring joy here on earth. How are we doing this? Are we doing this? Or are we allowing other things to steal our joy? What's stealing your joy today? You know, living like we are a jubilee community, living like it is a year of jubilee is not easy. But we can do this by remembering and I have a little little, you know, hint that we can use. We can we can do this by remembering 3 Rs. 3 Rs or 3, however you do 3 in the world. <laughs> I get teased by that a lot. This is how I do 3, guys. This is also how you can do three. Both ways are correct. Three R's. Release, restore, and rest. Release, restore, and rest. Now you may be thinking, why I'm not doing it this way, but that just feels weird. (laughs) Release, restore, and rest. Release what keeps us captive. What steals our joy? Give it away. Get rid of it. Release it. Restore. Let God restore our souls, our church, our system. Transformation happens with God, yes, but we are invited into participating as well. And rest. Rest in God. Rest in God and feel joy. Release, restore, and rest a year of jubilee. By learning about jubilee and following these three R's, we can find true joy in our lives. And with this joy, we are to spread it. But to whom? Where do we spread it? Well, I'm sure over time you guys will get to know me a little bit better. And eventually one day you'll get to see inside my office. (laughs) But one of my favorite Christmas shows, and actually probably my favorite characters ever, is a Charlie Brown Christmas. Some of you may have seen it, some of you may have not. Basically, Charlie Brown is this little boy, and he's trying to find out what Christmas is all about. And he just feels so unhappy about everything. He's not feeling too great. He's even maybe a little bit depressing to his friends. And he just, he doesn't feel any happiness toward the season at all. And in a bout of frustration of trying to discover how to find happiness, he yells, isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? You could tell I've seen this a few times. (laughs) And then his friend Linus, good old Linus with his wisdom, walks up onto the stage with a spotlight on him and starts quoting scripture. And he starts telling about the birth of Jesus. And he says, behold, I bring you tidings of great joy for all people. And then he gets off the stage and he goes to his friend, Charlie Brown, and he says, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Great joy for all people. The good news that we are to spread is for everyone. And this feeling of joy is for every single person. Are we sharing it with everyone we cross paths with? Do we have the kind of joy that just bubbles out of us and people go, why are you so happy? You shouldn't be happy. Where does your joy come from? Charlie Brown in the, in the Christmas, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, actually then realizes, once Linus says this, he realizes that, that what is bringing him down, he realizes what is stealing his joy. And he realizes that those things didn't have to steal his joy any longer. He didn't have to listen to the people who were stealing his joy. He didn't have to listen to society that who was stealing his joy. He knew right then and there the truth about Christmas. And he refused to let it steal his joy. So what's stealing your joy today? Release it. Let it go. Give it to God. Get rid of it. What brings you joy? What brings you true, unspeakable joy? The kind of joy that no one can take away from you. What brings you joy? Let God into your life to reveal the true joy and to restore that joy to you today. Let God restore the joy to you. That activity sheet I had you guys do, I hope that you take it with you. That you discuss it with people at home or maybe someone on the phone. Someone you feel very comfortable with. There are a couple questions I added on that activity sheet. You can ask each other. But I really want you to evaluate what brings you joy. Where it brings you joy. And let God refine your life so that the joy can be expressed even in the darkest of days. Look for the ruins and ashes. Look for them. Don't ignore them. Don't hide them. Look for them and see God at work. Release, restore, rest. This will give each one of us a fresh start, a new beginning, a jubilee that we can share with everyone. And remember, even in our disappointment, God is at work. Even in our pain, God is at work. Even in the midst of our despair, God is at work. And in a world where pain is supposed to be covered up, God wants to transform it into glory. He seeks to have life grow from the ashes. And we have the chance to be a part of this. We have the chance to be a part of this. We can be present, we can bring light. We can speak justice in our world and we can live holy and godly lives all while being joyful. Then, perhaps, others will see and know the hope and peace and joy and love of our Lord. Those videos earlier brought me so much joy. I don't know about you, but it was pretty hard not to smile at him. And isn't that the truth? Just like Lisa's drawing here, which is beautiful, children bring us joy. There's nothing quite like a child's smile. They smile, they giggle, they do some funny things, and we just can't help but smile. Sometimes when they're not supposed to do something, we had to hide our smile because we don't want to encourage that behavior. And yet they make us smile so much. It's infectious. It makes us smile just by seeing it. It brings us joy to see their joy. So let me ask, can we be like that today? Today? Can we, the people of God, be joy bringers, spreading joy by expressing our joy in our Savior? He came and was born, and this is the reason for our celebration in December. This is our hope. This is what we wait for all year. This is our peace. This is our joy. There is joy despite our circumstances. This is good news for us. This is good news for everyone. We can go into the world as joy bringers, as rebuilders of the cities and gardens, caring for the people around our community, sharing this great joy with everyone. I want to close by rereading verse 10 from Isaiah 61 in two different translations. The NLT says, I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord my God. And in the message it says, I will sing for joy in God. Explode in praise from deep within my soul. Are we overwhelmed in joy? Can we explode with praise? Because Jesus Christ has come to be born to be the bringer of all of these things we celebrate in Advent. Hope, peace, joy, and love. Let me quickly pray before we do explode in praise in the following songs. And I invite you in your homes to dance in your living rooms. Maybe that's not Nazarene of me. But I do anyway. And to explode with praise. Because this is a joyous occasion. Lord, we just ask that you help us to explode out of whatever is stealing our joy. That we can release it to you, Lord. We ask for restoration in our lives and in our communities and in our church and in our world, Lord. And we ask for rest. We ask that we may rest in you, Lord, so that we can feel the overwhelming and unspeakable joy of your son. Amen.